0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, look who we have on the show this evening, Kay. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you?
1: Thank you. I am well. I'm doing well. Thank you. I cannot complain. It's been a good start to the year. So how was your 2023? Oh, my 2023 was a roller coaster. I have to say. Early in the year, let's start things off in a really positive story. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Sorry, um, I didn't mean or, to. No, 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 it's good. <laughs> it's it's all good, right? It's all like, it's very important. You know, it's very important, I think. Um, the beginning of the year, my stepmother died and then my father died six weeks after that, right? So, and then, so there was all of that, right? there, And he died April 1st and she died end of February. And then there were services that we attended in my family. That part of my family is in Alaska. And so there was a lot of traveling back and forth, you know? Um, and then, you know, I feel like the summer was like, like what happened? I I don't know, but, um, but it all in all, it was, you know, it was a good year. And I, I say that and I'll, I'll, I'll sort of, do a little postlude on the, on the fact that my dad died. He was 95 when he died, right? Uh, the man was never sick ever in his life, right? Um, he was a, like a, a sort of fiercely involved in his community and um, it just had deep, great passions in his life, right? And, and after his wife died, I think he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm done. Uh, And he had um, Mexican food, uh, rice, beans, tacos, 72 hours before he died. And then 48 hours before he died, he was up in bed reading the Anchorage Times, right? And, And then 24 hours later, he was in a coma. And then 24 hours after that, he was gone. And it was just like, you could not ask for like a better life and a better death, like no sickness, no suffering, no nothing. He said his goodbyes. It's like all the things anybody could ever possibly wish for, you know? So, um, so there was nothing tragic about my father's death or his life. You know, he lived a beautiful, good, rich, full, long life with lots of love and he died the way he wanted to. (laughs) So, and it, and it was really great to be able to say goodbye and all those things like, you know, so that's how my year began. And so in a, in a huge way, it began with a tremendous amount of gratitude for life, you know, and, um, and an exa- the example that I had from my dad to really live it, right? Live it until you go you know so I I don't look at that as like a, a a bad start to 2023 it was an intense start to 2023 with a lot of beautiful lessons in it and so that's how it went and I mean and then so in terms of work like oh like it was a very slow year you know it was a very slow year because I didn't I refused to take my traveling gear with me. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go see my dad, you know, and, and then go, excuse me, I have to go record an audition. You know, she wasn't going to do it. So, um, so consequently things were slower because if you don't audition, you, you don't work, you know? Um, so, but things picked up, you know, and uh, like they do, it's a roller coaster. And so it, 2023 was a contemplative year, uh, you know, so. There. How was that? How was that? <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> like, an. I'll like, tell
0: you what, that's an amazing <laughs> answer. You know,
1: probably not the one you expected. <laughs> <but>.
0: <laughs> what? What did you learn from your dad? Just on that quickly. What is? What some things that you learned from him that you're gonna, um, oh. bring with you for the rest of your life?
1: My goodness, my dad. You know, my dad is a really interesting guy. He's an American Baptist preacher, right? So I grew up a preacher's kid. And I grew up in the turbulent 1960s and 70s. And my father was, you know, a civil rights activist. And my father then later in his life and career as a pastor became a, a gay rights activist. And that's a that's um that's not common in the church right i mean it's it is becoming more and more common but certainly back then it, it it was not and so um and so he faced a lot of pushback and a lot of controversy and ultimately he was kicked out of his denomination and he carried on you know um and he kept at what he uh, believed in and he stayed true to it and he so i, I think i think the biggest Thing he taught me was really to to stay true to your beliefs and um do good in the world you know and 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 realize that a lot of people aren't gonna agree with you a lot, a lot of people you know you, you may make some enemies but you'll make a lot of friends along the way too you know so um so i think perseverance and staying true to what you know to be true um and really you know in the midst of all of that in, in the midst of all of that sort of political activism if you will um my dad just loved people that was really it and i think that that is the thing that i that's sort of my mantra if you will through life is that you know my only job on the planet really is to love the people that i encounter you know, and, and to see them for who they are, particularly when they're different than I am and, uh, and just see people, you know, see them, you know? Uh, so, so I think that, I think that's what I take with me. My, my dad was a good guy. He was also a pill, you know, he, he was, he was like, he, he was exasperating, you know? Um, he was a lot, He was a lot to handle, but, um, those are all the things that uh, fall away, you know, after someone dies. It's like you, you, all of those difficulties just seem so insignificant, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you really, uh, you're left with all of the good things. Um, At least in my case, I know, I know a lot of people have very different relationships with their parents, you know, Um, but in my case, that is, that is what I, you know, am left with. So.
0: Yeah. Are you a philosophical person? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> very, very much so. I mean, I, I, I went to school. Um, I went to school. Uh, this is a long for time philosophy, now. right? Uh, I, I, yeah. I started. I went back to school when I was thirty, and I was. I don't know. I thought maybe I'll become a nurse. <laughs> <You know>? and, <laughs> And and then I was like, oh, I have to dissect creatures? I I can't do that, you know? (laughs) And so then I had this really great philosophy teacher when I was at a junior college in Santa Monica, California. And uh, man, I was so fascinated and intrigued that I switched my major to philosophy and then I transferred to UCLA and majored in philosophy. Um, So yes, I am a philosophical person.
0: (laughs) Are you someone always seeking the meaning of life? sort of thing like
1: yeah i mean i'm i i think i yes i am you know and the and what my purpose is in it you know i think wanting to make sure that i make good use of the time here you know yeah knowing that it's limited and uh yeah and, and wanting to really i think wanting to know my purpose you know what what my purpose is here so,
0: do you do you think yeah. you found your
1: answer yet or not yet? Yeah, I have. <laughs> it's it's, you know, took a while, but uh yeah, I had this I had this sort of big epiphany in my my late 30s, early 40s. And and at, just as I said, you know, previously, I I think that my purpose on the planet is to love love. That's yeah. my purpose. And that is that sounds so lofty and it sounds so oh isn't that just butterflies and rainbows and all all those things but loving people is really hard it's it's uh particularly when people are not easy and so um so that so it's a challenge you know it's very often a challenge you know it's a challenge to love our siblings it's it's a challenge to love our spouses you know our uh, and our children you know when we It's like, you know, if you have kids, you you have big dreams about your children, you know, before they're even born, like, what's my child going to be? And, and you imagine what their life is going to be based on what your life is, you know, and and based on what your spouse's life is, or, you know, and, and then they're born. And it's like, wow, you're not, you're different. (laughs) You're not a little mini me, you're, you're your own independent, person, a mind of your own and a brain of your own and a body of your own and 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 so the allowance of them to emerge right, as themselves and to allow their own individuality and and all of that, you know, is the task of parenting. but that that's also the act of loving anyone, you know, is to allow them to be who they are and not to try to, mold them or make them into what you think they should be you know or what they should be or how they should be doing something or it's a it requires a conscious effort I think to really love someone so it does sound lofty but it's it's not really it's very it's it's very down to earth it's very grounding it's very like day to day, minute by minute. So I do think that that's it. And I, um, and I think people crave to be loved, you know, I think. um, And I think that that's what a lot of being in the limelight is, you know, I think that's a lot of what our, our desire for awards and acclaim and all that is just like, see me, see me, you know, love me. Mm. And, um, and so I wrestled with all of that myself, you know, about why do I act and why do I want to step into certain roles and, and things like that, right? Um, and wrestled with the disappointment that I did not have the career I thought I was going to have on camera and on stage and all those things. And really, Settled into this space of being very grateful for the work that I do, you know, the work that I have, and, and how what sort of a rarefied air I, I breathe in doing voiceover work and making a living at it. Like, oh my God, I, I couldn't feel more lucky you know, and grateful and like, and I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I use this term and I, I truly mean it. I'm like a, I'm a blue collar actor. I'm not famous and I'm not, I don't, I don't get offered roles. You know, I, I get offered, you know, requested auditions, you know, that, and that's great. You know, that's cool, but I'm not, I'm not a famous person, you know, and, and I'm good with that. Like I, I, I like really <laughs> settled into that, you know, like I love the career that I've had and it's been very interesting and, uh, and dynamic and a roller coaster and, you know, all those things. So, um, so I realized uh, along the way, like, that's what I wanted to, you know, I, I felt like I had this sort of hole in my heart that needed to be filled by you know the accolades of others and I realized no it, it doesn't it can never be filled by that ever 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 yeah now I just I feel like I could like I should pour myself a bottle of wine <laughs> or, or some tequila you know <laughs> like really delve in but um but yeah that's uh, that's that's what I came to and it was an epiphany to me it truly was like a a lightning bolt like oh you're never going to be satisfied by by any fame or any awards so let that go like stop pursuing that that's not that's not worth pursuing you know and i just sort of realized that what i was after was um really being loved and then i realized well the way that you solve that problem is by loving other people that's 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 the way that happens so and then all of a sudden like miraculously your heart gets filled you know the hole that was in your heart is like you know
0: well that that connects to this quote um that i've I've seen you share i'm going to make everything around me beautiful that will be my life
1: yes (laughs) that's on a little plaque in my beautiful kitchen yeah yeah it is beautiful as very intentional, right? Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my life the way I want it to be, you know. And, um, you know, beauty is, of course, always in the eye of the beholder, and 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 what makes a life beautiful is very unique and individual to the person, you know. So right below my my little plaque in, in my kitchen is my espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> which makes me so happy. <laughs> How many a day are you having? Oh, this is my second latte. my It's my second two shot latte. so that's about that, that's about it.
0: That's about that's it for the day.
1: It. Yeah, that's about it for the day. I might have one. I might have a I might have a couple shots of espresso around 4 pm depending upon what I have to do. The rest of the day or the, into the evening it's if like,
0: you didn't have anything yeah. if you cut it off would you be miserable
1: like for for a few days i would be <laughs> i would have a massive massive headache massive yes. headache and i would be yes. i'd be cranky and mm. like i would not be loving people very much <laughs> at all i'd be i'd be hating humankind i i think for a, a few days and, and I've done that before. I've gone off of coffee before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that so much. (laughs) So uh, uh, yeah, but I love, I mean, I love the taste of it. I just, I I love it. So.
0: So tell me, what's it like playing the United States, uh, the president of the United States? What's that feeling like?
1: It was so fun, <laughs> I have to say. That, that was such a fun role. And, you know, that's an example of, you know, I had worked with the voice director previously on another project, which never came to fruition. Um, and he brought me into audition for this role, which was great, you know. And I was, I was already living in Nashville. I've, I've only been here for like two, a little under two and a half years. Mm. I just loved it, you know, from the audition onward. It's really, doing video games is so wild because there was nobody in the room with me. You know, I'm not interacting with other actors. You know, it's just me and the director who's telling me about the specific scene, you know, and giving me just enough information so that I can carry on, you know, with the role. Um, And so you're kind of acting in the dark in a, in a certain sense, at least when you're doing that remotely, I think there are lots of people are doing performance capture and, and motion capture these days. Um, you're not hearing so anyone back more...
0: at all during this. No, oh, really? No,
1: no. no. Wow. Everything is. I have, I, I'm just given this l- lines in an Excel spreadsheet. That's on a, you know, on a screen in front of me, and we just move from line to line to line. And the director, in this case Pierce O'Toole, who's a great, who's just a great voice director, and uh, and so so respectful, you know, of of actors, of voice actors, and and the fact that we're using our voices, and that and that you know we have our limits, you know. And mm-hmm. he's, he's so good, but but he so he's 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 just directing me. He's saying, here's what this person is saying to you right now, or here's what you're reacting to, you know, here's what's going on. And so, and so then it, you know, it's up to me and my imagination to create that in my head, you know, and act as if, you know, that's, that's maybe
0: because, because the other actors in, in Phantom Liberty (laughs) did, I know they were able to hear some voice lines so maybe that's because you were the first cab off the rank because uh, we do meet you quite you early know, in the in the deal they, they
1: they did have every once in a while they would have a line or two if but but it wasn't but most often it was not that you know mm. uh, and, and every once in a while they would show me the scene as it had been created up to that point. So it was really, it was rough. You know, it was a rough kind of scene. So it was like, here's where you are, you know, and you go, okay, so I'm in this broken down warehouse and this giant monster thing is, you know, coming after me. You know, <laughs> like, um, okay, got it. But it's not, you're not immersed, right? As you're doing the lines, you're, you're, you're really moving from line to line you know? And it's interesting the things that people, that actors take with them, everybody's different, right? As to how they work internally. Um, but I'm, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, right? And, uh, I, and my favorite of the franchise is, um, Star Trek Voyager. And so I'm a huge fan of Captain Janeway, right? And Kate Mulgrew and her, performance and all of that. And she's the sort of image I had in my head.
0: Oh know, like, yeah.
1: The, you know, like a, a benevolent captain who can, Bit of a know, badass. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was badass. And who can be, who can be sensitive and kind, but can also, you know, fire when ready, you know, like, <laughs> um, so she's kind of the image that I carried in my head right from the start. And I didn't even intend it. It's like, you know, it's just, it just, it just, it, it just appeared. She, she just appeared, you know, I suppose it's because I, you know, i I watch it virtually every day. So how could she not be in my brain, you know, but, um, but I loved it. And I loved the, I love, I loved the complexity of the character, right? that That you can't tell certain points in the story. Like, is she, a, is she a good person or she's not a good person? Like what, like, is she like every other politician? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, and I, I love that. I mean, I love those types of characters, you know, which is what Anna in Rise of the Tomb Raider was to me as well, right? This this character of, she's definitely, you know, on the side of, you know, the bad guys, but she's dying of cancer. It's like, she's desperate. Of course she's behaving like this. She's She's afraid, you know? And so it just makes the character that much more, for me, at least internally, right? More sympathetic. And I think the more sympathetically you play a, you know a a a a malevolent character, you know, the more interesting it is for the for the viewer, you know. Um you're so not you're not playing stereotypes, right?
0: No. So. so you're never thinking she's a villain. That's never no, no. crossing your mind at all. Never. No. It's so well written. Phantom Liberty
1: Oh, it is so well written. Yeah. 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 I, that's the thing, right? And that's why these types of roles, they don't come around all that often, you know? Uh, and so when you get one, it's like, you know, how did I get so lucky, you know, to, to, to be able to play the role? I mean, I, I, yeah, it was really, it was really fun. I, I enjoyed every, every piece of it. I enjoyed every session. Um, I enjoy the collaborative process of it, you know, and, and I'm amazed by what game creators do. Like, I don't even know how they do that. You know. <laughs> it, so um, I think that's probably my favorite part of it is that, you, you know, you, stand behind a microphone and you record some stuff and then and then when you see how it's all been placed and and it it's it's amazing to me like i watched that there's somebody somebody on uh youtube
0: put all the scenes together together Yeah. yeah
1: that's fantastic well it's like 45 minutes of all of all of my scenes right and so when i got to see the uh, sort of the battle between the you know the big monster machine when I got scene. to watch that yeah. I was like wow like that <laughs> you know and, and it he, here's what it points to right it points to Pierce's the director Pierce's ability to to direct me into that kind of heightened place right to where I watched that thing and I totally believed me like uh, you know like and yet none of that was happening in front of me I wasn't I hope not witnessing it you, you know what I'm saying it's not even I'm, yeah. I'm probably stating like the obvious for all for you know all on-camera actors they're like yeah okay it's all make-believe <laughs> like, We're not. you know we're not actually you know Battling Martians, you know that's not really happening. (laughs) But it's just, you know, I just, I, I guess I take, I take my, my sensibilities from having just been on stage. I really haven't done a lot of on-camera work, but I've done, Mm. uh, you know, I've done things on stage. And so where you're, so where people are live, you know, you're live with the person, and you're all pretending together. But here, there's, there's studio, and you know, on Music Row in Nashville. It's like it's just me and Pierce so um so then to see it all come together you know is is remarkable to me
0: so and and when you see you playing off Idris Elba in these Mm -hmm. intense scenes and you're kind of you're (laughs) upping him I mean you're you're holding your own I mean he's he's intimidated of of you kind of he's
1: he's 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 formidable yes I had no idea that he was in this video game until it came out. No idea. Same with Keanu Reeves. No idea. I was like, what? Huh? You know, that, that was kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is it weird for you to think that they may have heard your voice when they were recording?
1: No, I never really have (laughs) thought about it. I never, I never did think about it. Um, I guess it's all part of the deal. And I think I'm accustomed because I've done voiceover for so long and I've been, uh, you know, I've had commercials on broadcast television for so long, so many years, you know? And you realize that I I might have, if I I meet someone and they say, what do you do? And I say, I'm a voice actor. And they go, oh, have I heard you on anything? And before I started doing video games, I'd be like, well, I'm sure you have heard me. You know, I'm sure you have, because I've had, you know, car commercials running on Super Bowl Sunday, you know, so I'm sure you have, but I couldn't possibly begin to know what you've heard. And, and I think that's just, that's just true of every voice actor who's been at it for a long time. And I've, I've been at it for a long time. So, um, so I think I'm, I'm acclimated to the idea that people hear my voice and I, um,
0: and yeah it, you're used to
1: it by now I mean you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just accustomed to it but but it's but it's you know it's fun I mean I, I I'd love to go to a con where the cast of you know Phantom Liberty was invited and I'd love to sit on a panel with them that would be fun you know oh, that, that would be a total be fantastic. thrill yeah. you know um, I haven't I haven't figured that out yet but any convention people out there please by all means I'm willing and available
0: have you done many cons?
1: No, no, not not many. Wow. I have I, I might have one coming up in March, and I might have one coming up in August. And and those are sort of Star Trek specific, you know. Yeah, because um,
0: you play the computer so. voice, is it?
1: Yeah, the voice of uh, the Starship La Serena. Yeah.
0: So you're winning one back against the AI for us. Right, <laughs> right,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's actually my voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, not an AI. Of my yeah, voice, exactly. But that was a that was a total thrill to get that role because you know I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and it was uh. it was like oh my god, I can't, I can't believe it. Like I can't, you know, like pinch me. You know, um, that was really fun, really, really fun. So. And such strange circumstances, you know. I, I recorded most of that. Well, the second season, COVID, I recorded. Yeah, I recorded from home again, right? Like the the first season, I went in to the studio and was with the engineer, and I got to see the scenes and and you know know where I was and sort of be amidst the dialogue and and all of that, which was which was fun, was super fun. Um, and then COVID and um and I recorded uh from home and then I moved since I was recording from home I knew that they would record from home so that's when I decided <laughs> I can move because I was like I'm not leaving Los Angeles if if I if it meant that I would have to give up that role I I would not Yeah. Do it. Yeah, wouldn't do it. So uh, uh yeah.
0: Congratulations on that as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's such a, you know, it's, it's in terms of the recording of it, you know, the recording piece of it, it's probably one of the the easiest jobs I've ever had, but, but the thrill of it, you know, the thrill to be involved in it. It's, that was like, it just, it, it, it just felt like a gift, you know, dropped down from the heavens because there's, because uh, there are a million women who could have done that role. Okay. I exaggerate m- m- 10. <laughs> uh, uh, there are plenty, plenty of female voice actors who could have done that role. Hands but, down. But and You so were,
0: you see. were the one that meant to be,
1: I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I was such a big fan again of Majelle Barrett. And so, you know, there's her voice in my head and I'm like, well, she's the gold standard. So, you know, um, Sort of have to follow in those footsteps, which is awesome.
0: So, when you see Myers, do you do you see yourself when you watch that back? Did you do you see yourself in that character?
1: For oh, for sure, yeah. I, I'm kind of a mild mannered person, uh, but you know, I have a badass lurking, and I feel like <laughs> that character. This is the. I mean, I think this is what actors love about being actors, right? Is that it? You you get to bring forward certain parts of your own personality you know your own your own human capacity for things right we're all we're all capable of good and evil like that's just true about every human being and we temper ourselves and we learn how to you know live amongst each other and and uh and be decent you know i don't think you're capable
0: of that sort of evil
1: though well (laughs) But <laughs> uh, No, uh, actually, I think we all are. It's just—it's just that we are. We learn to be good, you know. We we do, and and then all the, th- the parts that are you know bad about us, um, they, they 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 fall way 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 back and in, into the into the recesses of our psyches, you know. Um, but I think that's what's fun about being an actor. Is that you get to, as um, you get to explore all the facets of humanity. So I, so yeah, I could see myself in in Rosalind Myers. Yeah, yeah.
0: We've got a few um, fan questions here that uh, some people have sent through. How do you stay so motivated and patient?
1: I think when I started out in voiceover long time ago, you know, 1985. I was so happy to have, to have gotten an agent pretty much right out of the gate that everything felt like, everything felt like a win, right? So Mm. if I just got if I just got an audition, I was like, I am so thrilled to have an audition. Um, And I never, I never thought about whether I would book it or not. I assumed that I would not. I didn't assume that I would book it. And I think if I assumed that I would book it, I would be disappointed at every turn. I mean, we, uh, back in the day, if you will, you know, when voiceover was very strictly kind of Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, like that that's where all the all the work happened, you know, and, and there are exceptions to that, you know, wherever there, were, wherever there was a major advertising city, you would also have commercial voice actors. So, um, but back in the day in Los Angeles in that market, you know, if, if I went out on an audition, I was reading against maybe nine other women. So there were 10 of us. And so your odds were one in 10, which was great. And you hmm. knew everybody in the room could do the job. Like, that was not in question, right? And so it all just felt like, whose turn is it today, you know, to, to book the job? And over the years, you know, when the internet came into play and home studios came into play and voiceover went from kind of being this great underground actor's secret, you know, that, that you could, you could earn a living doing this kind of work and nobody would recognize you it's perfect for an introvert right like i am and like nobody would recognize you and and you, you're still a member of the union and, and you get all the benefits of all of that and um all of that shifted with the advent of the internet and home studios and all of that now everybody was like what's that job i want to do that i could do that right and there are, are lots of people who could like it, it, talent is not relegated to the coasts. It's, it's everywhere, you know? So, um, so, uh, um, so it used to be one in 10 really kind of in there. And now it's like maybe one in 100. It's a hundred is a lot harder to mm. book work, but to really drill down on the answer to, to this question, I I count the audition as the work. That's what it is. Uh, my job is to audition and to audition and, t- and to, turn in really good work. And if I book the thing, that is the icing on the cake, right? Uh, it's also a paycheck, right? But it's the icing on the cake in terms of my, you know, psychologically, you know um, it's the opportunity that I get to read. That is really my job. That's my job. And so, I get auditions every day. And so in a way, I'm patience is not necessarily required if if I am if I view it that way. If I viewed it as like, oh my God, I'm I'm only booking one in a hundred things. Like that would, that's a really different mindset and really hard to overcome, because then it feels like you're being, you know, rejected 99 out of 100 times. And that's, I think, is not sustainable. And I think that that's why people quit. Because they have a a mindset that says every time I don't book something, I have failed. And that is not true. It's not true. You know? Um, So I don't know if it's patience that is engaged in me, right? I just enjoy auditioning, you know, and there are, auditioning is fruitful. It's fruitful to other roles. I did a role for, um, uh, I played the role of bell rock in, um, Guillermo del Toro's, um, uh, wizards the, 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 the troll hunters, mm. um, and I booked that because of an audition I did for something else entirely different a year prior. And the and the casting folks at DreamWorks were like, that's a great audition. It's not right for this role, but that's a good, that's great. You. Yeah. Great character. So they saved the audition. They actually saved it.
0: Well, that's and then they
1: played it. Right? Yeah, mm. I think this is a piece of casting that w- that most actors aren't in voiceover like aren't aware of, right? That so she saved the audition, and then played it for Guillermo del Toro, and he was like, "Yeah, let's bring her in." Right? So they brought me in to read with this other actor. We shared the role, and it was like, "Great, you have the job." you know, and so I, 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 you never know what comes of your auditioning. And, the, and that's why it's the primary thing is to audition. Well, that's my job. That's my job, you know, and uh, everything else is a, I have no control over anything else, nothing. So, um, and I think too, because I work in in different genres, and commercial, and promo, and narration, and video games, and animation, and live announcing. Uh, I, it's always interesting. It you know, none of those things are the same. They require very different things. You know, so it it it, it I never get bored. I never get bored. So.
0: Great answer, man. You're on today. <laughs> Myers is a political shark And a cunning snake But holy shit is she a badass Not really a question but there you go uh, The hardest scene or moment To act in Phantom Liberty
1: Um, I think The scene with the, I always pronounce this word wrong. Is it, is it chi- chimera? Is that how you yeah. say that word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That I think is the hardest. Um, it's vocally taxing, right. To yell, scream. Ooh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's hard and, and keep a, keep a heightened sense of danger, you know? And, uh, and again, I, I have to, I have to, I have to point this toward the director because he, and 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 again, it's collaborative, right? I think he could do this because he trusted me, you know? Um, but a lot of directors when there are efforts and screaming and dying by fire and sword <laughs> and gunshot and, you know, yeah. like all the things, right? <laughs> a lot of directors will will be like okay so we're going to do three or four takes and then we'll listen and then you can do it again and then and, you know and then we're going to just let you run until we hear the one we want and it's like that's that's it's so destructive to your voice it's so taxing right and pierce was like we're going to do one take and if that's the take we'll move on right and so that's how we worked and in in the in those in effort scenes right which that whole segment was just efforts it was just screaming and you know yelling and all that and so um so that that was the most challenging right because I I, my voice isn't really built for screaming you know everybody's vocal chords built are, for singing. Are, 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 dif- are different it's built for singing it's not built for screaming so um so that was the hardest scene i i would say yeah. you know uh but i was moved really beautifully through it by uh pierce by the director so
0: that reminds me of um the last of us what do you remember about doing the um the Seraphite, is that what they're called? Those yeah. those
1: uh-huh. yeah.
0: whistling enemies. I remember they—they the, all had different names, and it yeah. was a cool little role. I know it was only sh- small, but great game. Well,
1: you know what? I'll tell you, it is a great game, and I—I I, I don't actually—I haven't played it. I'm—I'm I'm not a video. I don't play. Right. Uh, my daughter sometimes does, but she—she's not. Uh, she doesn't like. You know, violent games. You know, so she, yeah. she had she's she didn't play The Last of Us two is the one I was in. But um, yeah, you're in so a lot that, of violent we, games.
0: Sorry to cut you off. I, yeah,
1: <laughs> I know, right? It's so true. Um, for the uh, virtual pacifist, <laughs> right? like, you know, like, um, so uh, that was really interesting because I worked on that game longer than any other game that i have worked on and really and yes and had more sessions than than any other game that i was i probably did 20 to 25 sessions on that on more than more than phantom oh yeah wow yeah really because yeah this the seraphites the, the way they cast these different factions you know was they had there was like a group of four four of us that like they teamed us in groups of four, I want to say, right And yeah and so we were reading all of us were reading all the parts because you never would know what who you'd run into depending upon how you play the game and you know there were so many options and angles and like directions that you could go while playing the game. Um, and so I, 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 I learned a lot on that game and I was taught a lot by example, um, by Julie Nathanson, who I did all my sessions with Julie, all of them, we did them together. Right. And so we were reading all of the same lines and we would take turns. Right. And so in the beginning, and for and for most of the sessions, I want to say, she always went first. Right. I it it was one of the first games that I did that I, you know, where the lines were sort of generic, if you will, right, and 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 not specific to any one individual, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and they were uh, almost all of it was efforts, almost all of it for for two years. And so Julie, she would do her thing. And then I, you know, I'm a pretty good, you know, mimic, right? So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to do what, I'm going to do what she did in terms of the, of the pacing of the thing. And I mean, my voice is my voice and my interpretation is mine, but, but I just mean like, I'll do it like she's doing, Mm. you know? Mm. And so, I would do my lines and I, all these things and I was hyperventilating. I mean, truly, I was like, I would have to stop and sort of hold on to the chair, you know, cause I was like, and she, on a break, she said to me, you know, your breathing rhythm is different than mine. You don't have to move as fast as I'm moving. She goes, it's just how I breathe. Y- you breathe differently. So don't be afraid to take your time to do, you know, the, the lines as you would do them. You don't have to do it at my pace. And it was like, oh my God, thank you so much. You know, like, and I, and I sort of settled into my way of doing the role and doing the lines, you know, and, but she taught me a lot just by watching her, just by osmosis. Um, and she's fantastic, she's a, yeah. yeah.
0: We've had her on the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's great and very talented. And, uh, so I'm, you know, kind of forever grateful to her for that. I, but that was rough that, that was a rough video game.
0: Would you do that again? Something like that, or would you wouldn't do that? No,
1: no, Uh, it took me probably nine months before I could sing again after that.
0: Oh no, really?
1: Like I I could speak and but my voice was different. it had more texture it was because it was trashed. my voice was trashed and uh, and then I think the thing that that where I decided like as much as I love that work, you know I, I can't sacrifice my vocal cords to it like I can't do it. and you know and and there are people who teach you how to teach you how to do efforts and teach you how to scream and and all of those things, and I, and if I were younger and perhaps just starting, I might avail myself of those kinds of things, you know, and really learn how to do that and not destroy my voice. Um, but I'm just, a, I, I'm, I'm of a particular age and mindset where I go, you know, I'm good. Like I, I think I can, I think content. I can, yeah, yeah, like I, I, I can choose the roles that I want to do that, like, and Rosalind Myers is a perfect example, perfect example. Like, I I feel like I was built for that role. Yeah. And there were efforts, right? And so again, like working with a director who knew how to direct me specifically in, in that kind of a scene, it is everything. It's everything, you know, um, so,
0: but I feel like there I'll w-
1: let the youngsters do all the, <laughs> all the efforts, you know.
0: <laughs> I feel like there will be efforts in in a lot of the video game roles you do, but it's just yeah, the amount, I guess, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah. yes, and and playing a seraphite in <laughs> The Last of Us Two, yeah, not ideal it, for is, that. <laughs> yeah, it's like ninety nine percent efforts, you know. And who knew? I didn't know. I'm so glad that I did the role like I'm oh it was phenomenal work
0: let me tell you that yeah
1: Yeah. it's yeah good good game but I much I much prefer roles like you know yeah like Rosalind Myers so
0: do you think Myers actions overall in cyberpunk phantom liberty towards songbird can be justified
1: speaking from my vantage point I wouldn't treat a person as such, you know. <laughs> Roslyn Myers is a politician. People are expendable in the name of the cause. And that's true of the good guys. And it's true of the bad guys, you know, in, in, ter- in terms of politicians, you know, the, the, the people that we perceive as being the good, the good politicians, you know, it's like they are as ruthless as the ones that we perceive as being bad. So me personally, no, but Rosalind Myers, of course, like that's just how it is, you know, that's just the, it's the nature of the, of, of the game. So if, if,
0: if this was it for your portrayal as Myers, would you be satisfied or do you think there's still a lot left to give?
1: Oh, I have a lot. I have a lot more in me. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I have a lot more in me. I, I, you know. Um, Cause
0: she's not dead in the world
1: no No. she's not that's a super curious that's a super curious thing would i like to reprise that role yeah yeah Yeah. that would be that would be fantastic you know and i'd like to do others too you know like i i want to work and just i want to be like my dad i want to work until it's time for me to leave the planet you know i don't i don't See an end. I I see. I see a slowing down. Right of being a little bit more particular about what I might choose again, not because I've attained some level where I, you know. Yeah. Whereby, whereby privilege, I get to do that, but it's just because I want to plant tomatoes, you know, and I, I, I want to raise some chickens, (laughs) you know, like I want to do some other interesting things, right? But I love working. And I love what I do. So, um, so I hope to do it as long as people will have me.
0: And you're still doing mentoring and, and helping other actors out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is really fun. Like I really, I really enjoy that a lot. It's, it's, it's fun to see, um, new and aspiring voice actors kind of blossom, you know? and find pieces of success and experience that and keep moving and keep striving. And it's, that's, that's very rewarding to me to, to, to have even just been a little bit of encouragement, you know, mm. to someone is really, that's very satisfying. So.
0: And you're still pursuing your music? Cause I, I was listening to hard on yourself and.
1: Oh, oh right. So where did you find that? Did you, on SoundCloud or um, I was on Spotify, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I put up, I put, I put up all the music that I've done on Spotify, so I wouldn't lose it. <laughs> like, like, where well, is that? was song? I not supposed oh, I think, to find
0: it? A... <laughs> it's a great song.
1: I know. Thank you. Oh my god, it's, that is another life. That's another lifetime ago. How, how long I ago was that? Really... That song. Oh.
0: We're talking years and years. Wrote,
1: we're talking decades. Oh
0: wow!
1: I wrote, I think I wrote that in like 1990.
0: Wow, it holds up.
1: Thank you. We need thank a you. remaster. That's, thank you. Oh, <laughs> that is true. Like every recording I've ever done, I'm not I have not been satisfied with. So who knows? Perhaps uh uh I do I do threaten to you know make another record um. Just for my own sake of singing songs that I I have always wanted to sing, you know, yeah. Um, or a Chris or a Christmas record or a holiday record of some kind.
0: Oh, Christmas! That sounds great.
1: Right? I know. Yeah. There's so many good Christmas songs out there, um, but I don't really do much music anymore. I don't. I don't really. I don't really do it, and it's funny. I moved to Nashville, and I don't do music. Um,
0: well, did you fall out of love with it? You did not have time? What's the reasoning?
1: No, no. I, um, I think I got really, I got really immersed in in working and doing voiceover, yeah. and I really focused my energy on that. And at some point, when I realized I was going to focus my career on voiceover, I I really sort of stopped investing in doing music and um yeah and that was all okay right i i'm i have been a songwriter i'm i am a writer right so i i write a blog i write poetry i i write uh i write a blog for my voiceover um, coaching business you know Um, so I, I get to write, you know, I continue to write, which is very fulfilling. And, um, and I just, I just fell out of singing. And so I, you know, I sing in the kitchen. Yeah, that's, that's, and in the car, you know, um, but, but I will say, um, it has been frustrating and a struggle uh, to, I never really fully got my voice back after doing the last of us two. Um, so my voice is very different. Like I don't have the high end that I used to have, but, but, but that also comes with aging. You know, I I used to do this. I used to, (laughs) I used to play out and sing and I, and I covered a Joni Mitchell song, um, called Carrie is it? I don't know if you're, familiar with her but um it's on her on a record called blue uh, and it's from the 70s, 1970s early early 1970s and um and so i used to sing this song off of that record called carrie and and i was i was you know i was sort of complaining to a friend of mine like oh i can't sing that song anymore it's so disappointed my voice you know i'm so disappointed like i tried like I wish I could and I'm blah, blah, blah. And, and my friend turned to me and said, yeah, Joni Mitchell can't sing that song anymore either. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like don't be so hard on yourself, you know, mm-hmm. to quote my own lyric, but um, like I realized, <laughs> oh yeah, well, our voices change, you know, our voices change and they, they do. And so, um, so I haven't really delved into uh, finding out what my voice is really like at this age, at this time, what kind of music I would do now. And, and, and I think it would just be different, you know? So, um, so it's it's something to think about. So.
0: Thank you for taking some time. We really appreciate it. Um, is there anything you wanted to say to the fans of your work or Phantom Liberty or anything that you've been a part of?
1: Well, I thank you for being a fan. You know, I that's is very humbling. And when I get mentioned on a tweet, or um, sometimes I get sent fan mail and requests for autographs, and I am so moved by that, you know, that that you would think enough of the work that I do that you would want a little piece of that is really um, so lovely. And I, I'm just very grateful for it. And, um, you know, and I hope, that you'll keep in touch, you know. I'm on I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm not really. I'm sort of a lurker on Twitter, but um Insta but I'm on Instagram, yeah. 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 Are you on and, TikTok uh, or you were? You know, I just came off of TikTok. I I just sort of realized like I don't I can't spread myself too thin on yeah. social media. Um or I just like on too much, yeah falls apart, you know? So I had, I sort of chose like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to invest my time there, you know, and I'm, I'm rather going to invest my time on Instagram and then, and then also on LinkedIn. But I know that that's a, that, that, that that's, that's more of a coaching and, and business, business yep. spot, you know, for, for me. So it's really Instagram and I'm on Facebook, but I, I know that that's not, you know, that's for old people. How do you find LinkedIn? <laughs> Um I just started to become a little bit more active there. Okay. Um in an effort to kind of promote my coaching business. Mm. Um and and I I it's been good. I mean, I I'm surprised by the um engagement and interaction that I've had just just the couple things I've I I've posted um are some, uh, some articles and I'm, I'm starting to post articles there. So, yeah. Um, so again, that's fun. Cause I get to write, you know, and, uh, and do all of that, um, that, you know, engage that, that particular challenge, you know? Um, so it's good, you know, it's good. And it's, it's, it is mostly for, um, my, you know, colleagues, right. other voice actors and stuff Mm. like that. So, but it, but it's good. It's, it's definitely a different platform. So, but again, just, just to put a button in that, I just want to, like, I'm just really grateful for, um, for people paying attention, you know, to what I'm doing and appreciating it and letting me know that that's, that's really, um, that. You know, if the job is, is the icing on the cake, that's the cherry on top. You know, that's like, that's deluxe, you know. Well, so. I,
0: I tell you what, you transported me. I, I remember as Rosalind Myers, the, just before heading to bed in the game, and you're looking out <laughs> to the rainy world, and we're having this one-on-one uh-huh. chat, and it's just so immersive, and you're just so in the character, and it's just brilliant. Thank you. So Thank you. Thank Congratulations! You.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, truly. So, is there
0: a, before I let you go? Is there? Um, is it possible that that Rosalind Myers can talk to Dan or say something to Dan to round this one out?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! It's so funny. I'm I, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of the things I've learned. <laughs> one of the things that's what i learned uh in my life as a voice actor that i look at a script and then i leave and i don't remember anything that i've said <laughs> like I, i'll like i'll i will like i will i will have done jobs where i'll hear it back and I, or i'll audition for something and i'll i'll get a call like hey you booked that thing and i'm like what was that thing what did, like what did i do and they'll they'll send me the audition and i'll be like wow i don't even remember recording that (laughs) so unless you want to feed me a line you know
0: well you could just say
1: dan you're a beautiful
0: man or something
1: (laughs) dan you're a beautiful man don't let it get to your head yeah i needed that last
0: (laughs) thank you we really appreciate your time thanks for um Thanks for coming on.
1: It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.